0: Well, hey, this is Rob, and that's Micaiah, and you are listening to You Forgot One. Today on You Forgot One, the final albums of season one. That's right. We are talking about Sly and the Family Stone. There's a riot going on in Stand. Stand. Makaya, this is the finish line for us for season one. And as we have been working closer and closer to this point, you and I have been talking about this artist. We've been talking about Sly and the Family Stone. And we've been talking about there's a riot going on. And for me, I chose as my album pick for Sly and the Family Stone in our opening episode of the season, I chose... Greatest Hits, the collection that they released in 1970, essentially the greatest hits of their first four albums. About the 10th episode of this season, you and I had a conversation and you agreed to let me change my entry for Sly and the Family Stone from Greatest Hits to Stand, their fourth album. And part of the reason for that really was born out of a conversation we had with two-time guest and friend of the pod, Michael Washburn, who really challenged us with the question, what makes a great album for as much as we have spent an entire season talking about great albums. I don't know that we have really settled on or really clarified what makes a great album. And I, and, and I also don't know if there's a single answer to that, but I think the competing impulse that you and I have is is really and this is oversimplified, but is really demonstrated in these two albums in Stand, and then there's a riot going on, and I think that the easiest way to define that kind of competing uh, process, that that kind of competing uh, preference point for you and I, would really be boiled down best by saying it like this: for me, a great album is a great collection of songs or maybe another way of looking at it would be a great album is a great collection of individual pieces of art and for you an album is a thing unto itself it is a great piece of art and so there are things that as you and I have talked about over the season and, and for our listeners, you've probably heard Micaiah say things like, oh, I, you know, Hey, I love this album cover. So the, the art that goes with the album, the, you know, the, the way the album feels in your hand, there's, there's a lot of tactile things that, that, that also come in because for you, the album is a, a whole thing unto itself. The album working as a cohesive whole is is maybe more important than what is the best collection of songs. And so in many ways, there's a riot going on, which has traditionally been viewed as the most well-recognized album by Sly and the Family Stone in terms of its importance. Sly and the Family Stone's album, There's a Riot Going On, is not the Sly album you would point to and say, this is the album with their greatest hits on it. You would, you would not really point to there's a riot going on and say, here are their best songs, but it's undeniable that there's a riot going on, maybe their most complete work as an album, as a piece of art unto itself. It has without a doubt the best album cover of any of the Sly and the Family Stone albums and thematically seems to be the most cohesive both in style and in message of all the sly and the family stone albums so this seemed like a great way not just for us to talk about sly and the family stone a, a, a an artist and a band that we love and have such great affinity for but also as we conclude season one for us to really talk about the competing instincts that we have when it comes to deciding what is a great album. So that being said, Micaiah, what's your take on Sly and the Family Stone and how do you see these two albums kind of representing maybe the, the core tension that has existed for you and I over the course of the season?
1: Yeah. My, my take on Sly and the Family Stone, let's start there. We we've had um, kind of an ongoing on and off, Uh, conversation about, you know, who are the 10 greatest American bands, you know, and there are some obvious ones, Beach Boys, Velvet Underground, you know, and then you and I would probably include like Wilco in there as well. And, and I think that you would have to include Slide the Family Stone. And I'm, and I, the more I, I, and before doing this, I listened to the entire discography and the more convinced, I'm like, yeah, this is a like top 10 American band. And when you listen to like their, the Woodstock album, um, w- which is available on streaming, you can listen to it there. And there was a record store day release. So if you're lucky like, enough to have that, good for you. Um, and you just hear just like, this band is incredible. And I was reading an interview with Booty Collins, who, was, who said the best musician I've ever met in my life is sly in my life, you know, and that's someone who, you know, I, I take Bootsy's words seriously, you know, when it comes to that, you know, so that's, that's, that's what we're talking about, you know, and he doesn't get the recognition that the Prince does or that Stevie does. And, and I think he's not thought of as one of the great American artists and that the band isn't thought of as one of the great American bands, uh, because they don't have that Horatio Alger's kind of mythology behind them, you know the the rags to riches and like that that plateau of just like and they stayed rich and wealthy and way to go, you know. Like there was a real downturn and it never picked up. Like his last album was in 1983. He's still alive, you know, and he's made some appearances, but you know it's 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 a, it's a, it's a pretty tragic loss to not have him, you know, recording music in the last almost 40 years. I mean, that's a huge loss for someone who was so consistently like amazing. He put out 10 family stone records and one solo record and they're all good. And the two we're talking about are actual masterpieces, Mm -hmm. like actual, like masterworks, you know, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's kind of my take uh, on Sly, um, that he, he deserves more right? That He needs to be talked about in the, in the same breath as, as like Prince and Stevie, you know, and that, you know, that I think that, um, his, his personal life is probably what keeps people from, from grouping him uh, with these other like giants of like mm-hmm. music history.
0: I mean that has to be right because I I don't know what other I, I I don't know how else to explain it. And, and especially for as beloved as so many of these songs are. say sly and the family stone you may not immediately recognize that band name or or sly stone as an artist but as you hear these songs you're going to realize how many songs by this band that you know that that are that that are just a part of
1: american culture yeah and then you listen to them uh, some some deeper cuts and then you realize oh he's the best part of this Beastie Boys song this mm-hmm. Fat Boy Slim song this De La Soul song this Public Enemy song you know he's not, <laughs> the songs stand on their own as these great you know pop, soul, rock you know masterpieces uh, but then they became just like great like iconic samples for you know dance music and hip hop and electronics I mean it's it's unreal. It, yeah, it's a it's a great gift. Well, let's start off here.
0: Let's make the case for stand. Let's make the case for stand. Stand is the fourth album by Sly and the Family Stone. It was released in May of 1969. Um, written and produced, and and you know, it's one of the things that we're going to notice a lot is that Sly is not just playing nearly all the instruments on these albums in. Uh, serving as the lead vocalist on most of these albums. He is also producing the majority of these albums. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you really, you know, you talk about Prince and you talk about, you know, being a multi-instrumentalist and songwriter and producer that really that's, that's probably the best example of the kind of talent we're talking about when it comes to someone like Sly Stone. Stand is released right before the group celebrated Woodstock performance And it was the band's most commercially successful album to date at the time. Uh, It sold about 500,000 copies in the United States in 1969. It has since gone on to sell nearly 2 million. Um, And in every iteration of the Rolling Stone magazine, Rolling Stone magazine list of 500 greatest albums of all time, it has ranked in the top uh, 130.
1: Yeah. So stand. And uh, the original list and in the 2012 list, uh, was at 121. You know, and in the most recent list, it went up uh, to 119. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Pitchfork list of best albums of the 1960s, uh, Stan came in at 25. Yeah, you know that's that's good. Top 25 is for the 60s. That's that's for good.
0: The 60s. That's huge. I mean you yeah. think about all the albums especially in like the Rolling Stone list, especially in in the original Rolling Stone list in 2003, the sixties was the most represented decade in the 2003 list. And Mm Pitchfork saying, Hey, this is top 25 of that decade. Um, Stand is eight songs long. I mean, it is, it, it is is a, it is a short record in terms of the number of songs on it. Um, Side two only has three songs. And part of that's because the, the second song inside too, Sex Machine, which is not no relation to the James Brown Sex Machine, mm-hmm. um, is really a sprawling kind of epic of psychedelic rock. Like, if you're thinking of what are the defining songs of psychedelic rock and, and kind of the, the psychedelia movement in the late 60s. Sex Machine by Sly and the Family Stone has to be one of those songs. And you wouldn't normally think, think of it considering that it sits in between everyday people, mm-hmm. the, the, the best single greatest selling single most and most arguably famous song ever released by Sly and the Family Stone. And you can make it if you try. So essentially you have these two huge radio hits that are released on either side of a nearly 14 minute long psychedelic rock opus
1: yeah it's and, it's, a, it's just a jam like yeah. i mean a lot, it, lot, it, lot of shredding and drum solos and mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's bonkers
0: yeah and so you you really i mean you see all of that in this album and so one of the things across these eight songs you get huge hits you get arguably three, if not four of the 10 best songs ever released by Sly in the family stone. And then you also get the diversity across these eight songs to have huge hits and, you know, a pretty, uh, pretty big example of, you know, psychedelia that was going on at the time of the way in which that psychedelia will kind of influence the funk movement. So if you think of a 1971 album, like maggot brain by Funkadelic, uh, if you think if you think about maggot brain that there there are elements of maggot brain that you really hear first on stand that mixture of funk and psychedelia together um, in in really kind of guitar driven ways uh, and you hear all of that on stand and so for me, I think stand is uh, you get so much across these eight songs, including in my mind, the biggest collection of the best songs that Sly and the Family Stone do. So, uh, not every song, not every one of these eight songs, is 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 their very best or among their very best. But fifty percent of the album is among the the best, you know, nine or ten songs this band would ever do. And you find that on an eight track album, yeah, that's 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 hard to ignore the 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 quality there.
1: Yeah, when five of your eight songs are like legitimate mega hits
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's i mean what what other album has has something like that i don't i don't know we, we've looked at so many i guess thriller would have been the only other one mm-hmm. right and and purple rain probably also
0: yeah but again, but, it, what Purple Rain and Thriller have in common with this album are short albums in terms of track listing. Yeah,
1: and what they also have in common is like we've this is only like what like the third time already we've mentioned Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, this is this this comes out in 1969, and this is something. As I was listening to the whole discography, especially the early records, I was thinking like, oh, this is how the Jackson Five figured out what to do the female vocal parts. I'm like, Oh, that's everything Michael does Mm -hmm. in those Jackson five years. And you're listening to a Freddie stone. You're like, Oh, that's all of Jermaine's parts. Like the, the, the three way vocal play like that, that's Tito and Jermaine and Michael. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I started looking like, Oh, and they were actually covering, I think they covered like three songs from stand. Yeah. uh, On, on a couple of their records. And she's like, Oh, Okay. So there, I mean, there's a direct, I mean, there's a reason why you look at this record and you think, huh, is there any kind of anything kind of like analogous to this? And it happens to be Michael Jackson and and Prince who have very clearly been, been pulling from this uh, in their careers and and it's it's unavoidable. I mean,
0: yeah. And I think, and I think that that's important to be said that, that yes, this is a collection of, of phenomenal songs but it is an album as well that that does something and i think for all of us whether you know wh- wh- whether you whatever your career is or whatever the artistic pursuit is there is something wonderful when someone goes before you and kind of unlocks the door mm. that that figures out kind of oh here's here's a new entry point like oh here's another way in and I think I think Sly Stone does that across this kind of entire decade that mid sixties to mid seventies run mm-hmm. for Sly and the Family Stone really really does that you know across all these albums, but these oh, yeah. two albums in particular, it really does. I think in in to the point you're making, there are songs on stand that I I really believe they help some artists figure out a way to to do those things, whether it's the way they're stacking vocal harmonies, the way that they're kind of bringing that, you know, funk, rock, soul, art, like kind of, you know, bridging all of these genres together. Uh, there is a long line of people that have Sly Stone to thank for mm-hmm. unlocking that door to, to, to kind of come in through this new way that Sly and the Family Stone really create. That being said, Micaiah, give us the, give us the case for there's a riot going on.
1: Okay. Yeah. So there's a riot going on, um, comes after stand, um, but more accurately comes after greatest hits. Okay. So stand is just a huge success. All right. So Sly becomes very famous and kind of the running motif on this podcast the we that we keep coming back to is nobody is built for fame. Mm. Right. And Sly stone is someone who is not built for fame. Um, he, after following the success of stand, when he's supposed to be making more music, he, all he has to turn in is one song. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just put out a greatest hits album and put that one song on there. And there's Sly of the Family song, Greatest Hits. You know, and he didn't make any more music because he became really dependent on drugs. And through that, uh, dependency became a very paranoid person, um, specifically the people in his band, not excluding his brother. Um, and he uh, was um, becoming closer, and more affiliated with the Black Power Movement, uh, which was encouraging him to well, we didn't even discuss this, uh, encouraging him to fire um, their white manager and the white band members. One thing we should have said up, up top about Sly and the Family Stone as a band is that they consisted of black and white musicians and men and women, which was a pretty radical stage presence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fully integrated. Fully, yeah. You know, so that that was unseen and they they their first album comes out in 67 right so you know that it's, it's still very much the civil rights movement you know so and that is one of the things that we
0: see you know i think because greatest hits comes out between stand and there's a right going on and because greatest hits has this collection of of these really kind of pop-friendly, very happy songs, the collection of these huge radio hits they've got, and also so much of it pulling from their albums that are early on, as you said, before his addiction to to drugs, before um, so much of the political turmoil that was shifting and changing in the aftermath of Martin Luther King's assassination and mm-hmm. uh, the Black Power movement, and, and, and really for for Sly becoming, I think, probably more militant in his... Approaches. There is a uh, there is a positivity to the early work of Sliding the Family Stone that uh, there's a riot going on. Really seems to be a, a a pretty stark contrast to. It feels literally like night and day for yeah. for this band.
1: Yeah, it's kind of perfect. The greatest hits sits right there because it's like okay there went phase one of this band very much so you know and here on to phase two Yeah, so this is where it's not really the family stone. Um, it, it's mostly Sly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he's, he's doing most of the instruments himself with some guests, and um, not excluding, um, or including rather, uh, Billy Preston uh, plays on this record. So, so Sly is doing a lot of multi-tracking. He's uh, doing a lot of the songs by himself, and he's experimenting with a, a drum machine. All right, So this is kind of the first major record release to, to feature a drum machine. And he's doing a lot of uh, multiple takes and multiple tracks and, and overdubbing things. And the result is a sound that is dense. Mm-hmm. I also described it as fat, um, crunchy. I mean, there, there is a really unique sound to this, to this album. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's given it a lot of its appeal. I think over time, yeah, there's, I mean, the, I mean, I guess people now might call like a bedroom record, you know, that, that, that sounds like it, how it's produced, you know? Um, and there's a lot of truth to that. Apparently he had a, a wireless microphone and he would just lay around his house and sing into it and the result is a, a lot of mumbling. You don't always know what he's saying on this record. In fact, most of the time you really don't know at all mm-hmm. what he's saying. I, I'm not positive there are words to every song, even ones where you can hear him singing. You know, um, but cause this song is, is really about the grooves. It's it's not about the hooks. Right? It's it's about the grooves. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's about that that feeling um you know it's a, it's a very evocative album in the way that it's produced and the way that it sounds um a lot of the, a lot of them is pretty low tempo pretty down you know everything's on uh, a lot of it's on a downbeat you know n- not a very exciting record um he, he does not want to take you higher on this one you know it's you know it's, yeah
0: it, it, it sounds sonically. it sounds both in terms of its register and in terms of its tempo, this is a far mellower album than stand is. And most certainly than greatest hits was. And -hmm. so you do, it, it, it feels, it feels darker. It's much more low and mid range in terms of, in terms of the tone. Um, And like you said, it, it, it really seems to be fodder for, um, everyone who would come in the late '70s, early '80s, and even into the early '90s of you know DJs who are looking for hooks and beats to samples, uh, hooks and beats to sample for, uh, for 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 rap artists, and so mm-hmm. not surprisingly, we see a whole lot of this album being sampled later on when we when we talk about. Uh, the importance of Sly and the Family Stone and in their influence ultimately on hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you, you're right. You have, you have the two longest songs, the two, the, the two closers of side one and side two, uh, side one Africa talks to you or the asphalt jungle. And then side two, uh, thank you for talking to me. Africa are really these kind of long ones, almost nine minutes long and one is seven and a half minutes long. And you really end up with these two long, kind of not not even jams because it's it's really like you said it's just overdubs of of Sly playing by himself and kind of mumbling over both out both songs.
1: Yeah, and then the, and the final track is weird because it is "Thank You for Let Me Be Myself," mm-hmm. but reimagined in the "There's a Riot Going On" fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for talking to me Africa, which makes sense if you know that uh, the original name for the album is going to be Africa Talks to You. Mm-hmm. So, so talk to us. One.
0: Why, why was this album title changed?
1: Well, the, the story goes um, that What's Going On, which was released a few months before this, um, they, they were just like, oh, well, <laughs> well, we'll name ours. There's a riot going on. Yeah, I mean, and I, I haven't seen a lot of, like, sources for that. I, I, I don't think I've even read a statement from Sly about that. Um, but it, that, it's pretty widely known that it is a direct response to, to what's going on. Time needs another minute at
2: least. Take your time But you gotta live in That girl Looks forward to another meeting Just like everyday people I know Looks forward to another simple meeting There, a band of woods Looks for the half beneath him mm-hmm. Just any old player you know All he needs right is rating <laughs> His education Even when Tell you, it's
1: a Very political um, though not not always explicitly. you know because it a political album for even though you can hardly understand what he's even saying. you know what I mean? Um, so how, how do you make a political album where it's in how you play? And, and, it's, and the performance on the record is the political statement. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. I think that's what's interesting about this record.
0: Yeah. And I think, and so to the point we were talking about earlier, about this being a slower record, it being a heavier record sonically. Um, I mean, even even the compression and distortion we hear on, on the vocals and on the guitars and, I mean, th- there is there is a feeling of of heaviness there there is a, there is a weight to this album musically mm-hmm. sonically that it, it, again feels like such a departure from everything this this band and this artist had done before and also feels like uh, such a commentary on the times or, or maybe even that I wonder if that is just the revisionist history of this is just a, a paranoid guy who has gotten, you know, everyone close to him, he is kind of pushed away. And so now he's stuck with all of this talent by himself,
1: making an album on his own. More or less, know, but you know, but Sly's he's from California. Mm-hmm. I think he's living in LA at the time. Uh, I think he grew up like in Vallejo You know, and you think about what's happening in the late 60s, early 70s in Vallejo, that's one of, like, the confirmed spots of, like, the Zodiac Killer, who is at large at this time. You know, um, Stan comes out in the summer of 69, and the kind of the moment that ends the 60s in California is the murder of Sharon Tate on behalf of the Manson family in August of 1969. If you're a Californian, you know, who's already seen the Watts riot and then a couple years later, the assassination of MLK and then other forms of more local violence with the rise of of black power, these the, the black power movement, you know, shit gets confusing and mm-hmm. you have to really reevaluate. You know, it, it's hard to stay. Positive when someone like Nixon comes to power, yeah, and 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 I don't know that he had much to say about it, but Mm -hmm. you you but you get the sense that he felt very deeply and very heavily about it, and that's what comes across on the record,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and yeah, and, and, and that for me I think is what is what makes the album really work is you have that cover. And you have these tracks and there's nothing on there saying anything that Marvin Gaye says and what's going on or anything that Stevie will say in the years to follow in terms of the, you know, you can look at the track list and be like, Oh, that, I guess that's what this song is about. Maybe, I don't know. I can't make out what he's saying. Best guess is that this has something to do with, you know, you look at, Tracks "Love and Hate" are like oh, okay, hate, but it's hate Ashbury. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a fun play on words. Hate Ashbury being, the, you know, being a very popular place for the psychedelic movement, um, a place that's been romanticized, but was really, really an awful place.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty rough area of um, San Francisco.
1: Yeah, Joan Didion does a pretty great job of taking the piss out of the hate Ashbury scene. You know, but then you get the songs like poet, you know, my only weapon is my pen. Like, okay, get it. Uh, Family affair. I think it gets a little bit more explicit and that that was the one that's kind of built to be a number one single. And it is, it's the last number one hit for Sly and the family stone. Yeah.
0: Is it interesting to you or is it as interesting to you as it is to me that, that on this album that is in some ways defined by sly's isolation in in his isolation from the rest of the family Mm -hmm. um that that essentially the big hit from this album is family affair and other than uh, other than the vocals sly does this entire song by himself
2: Somebody that just loves to learn and, uh, Another child grows up to be Somebody you just love to burn Mom loves the both of them You see it's in the blood Both kids are good and bomb Blood's thicker than the mud it's a family affair. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. What a oh, no band. Oh,
1: no the thing about family affair is that it's not you know the the, the hook sounds like it should belong to an early sly in the family stone track. Like it's a family affair. Like, look at this. And the family its black. It's white. It's men. It's women. You know, the, the song would be completely different in that context, but in this context, you know, it's, you know, one child grows up to be somebody that just loves to learn. And another child grows up to be somebody uh, you just love to burn. Mm -hmm. Mom loves both of them. You see it's in the blood. Both kids are good to mom. Blood's thicker than the mud. You know, it's like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like that, that is not dance to the music or everyday people, you know, newly wed a year ago, but you're still checking each other out. Hey, nobody wants to blow. Nobody wants to be left out. You know, like these are very different sly lyrics. The, the album starts with love and hate. Mm -hmm. The lyrics are feel so good inside myself. Don't want to move. Feel so mm-hmm. good inside myself. Don't need to move. You know? It, it, it's very... Song about heroin? Very much a song about drugs. I, I don't know if he's on heroin. Cocaine I know for sure in PCP. Is, mm-hmm. is, is my understanding. Um, but yeah, I mean it's drugs. But it, that, it also is that, that isolation. Again, we're talking about someone who's having to deal with lots of fame. Lots of people... Uh, Wanting different things from him, you know, everyone wants a piece, you know, when you you become famous, you know, it's a, it's a troubling, what what can be a very troubling album, but uh, for me, it's just a, a groovy album.
0: talk about it you know really you know as we talk about stands I think stand is stand is is a for lie in the family stone for for an artist who should get more credit in more um, recognition than he does than this band does for um, I mean truly one of the um, most innovative artists you know, someone who will really pave the way for so much in so many different genres of work.
1: Yeah. It's we, one we thing want... to pave the way for like another artist, but to like pave the way for a genre and another genre and, you know, to pave yeah. the way for progressive soul and neo mm-hmm. soul and funk and electro funk and black rock and, and hip hop and electro funk. And, and what we just now is just like pop music. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's we, we, don't,
0: we don't get voodoo without this out, without this artist. We don't get. Yeah. Urban. By hang- by D'Angelo. You're, not, yeah, you're by, not, you're not, you're not, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't get D'Angelo's voodoo without the, this artist. We don't get Maxwell's urban hang suite without this artist. We right. don't get, we don't get artists like Jill Scott without this artist. We don't, you know I mean? Right. we uh, I mean, quest love
1: you yeah. know, just in general quest quest love who, I mean, who if, is currently he, working he, on a in the family stone documentary. Yeah. Which, if, is, which we,
0: which the world needs. If if uh, you haven't listened to a uh, quest loves uh, his podcast quest uh, quest love Supreme um, he, he has done many, many episodes talking about the brilliance that is Slystone. stone. And so there, there are people I think today, and that's why I think even now, you know, from 2003, you know, you're not seeing like these huge jumps, but I think you are for there's a right going on and for stand, I think you're seeing this progressive kind of moving up the, the, the historically recognized canon of, of really going, oh man, like this, this really matters. This is, this is a, a work that changed things or opened up some doors and so for us, knowing that, for, for you and I both, we have such a love and affinity for Sly and the Family Stone that we we are, I mean, it was destined, we were going to have a Sly and the Family Stone album on here. Yeah. So what we're really talking about in comparing Stand and There's a riot going on is, is comparing this essential question for our podcast. What makes a great album? And I believe that Stand is the better album. The Stand is the better representation for us because it has the better songs that that if if i want to point someone to what makes Sly and the family stone great i'm pointing them to everyday people a song that everybody knows in fact we're going to break right now and let you listen to it Everyone knows and loves that song.
1: We've we've heard that song everywhere. It's also but a you, song that gave us the phrase different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Come on. That, that's something Sly came up with. You know what I mean? Like that that's that, that that's bananas.
0: But but you know what just get every people? You get I want to take you higher. You get you can make it if you try. You get stand. You get a 13 and a half long version of a song called Sex Machine that is Uh, I mean in many ways defining what psychedelic rock sounds like and this is an artist who not only paves the way for soul and funk and hip-hop but here you also have someone who is doing in some ways the best version of this psychedelic movement and and in one album we're getting pieces of all of that and so for me I, I look at these four songs in particular everybody people i want to take you higher you can make it if you try and stand on an eight-track album 50 percent of the songs on this album are among not just the very best that this artist has made but in my opinion all four of those songs among certainly the the greatest 500 al- songs ever made um maybe well, even, you're,
1: you're even now sing a simple song which well in in, in has me, to be included yeah. i mean i
0: think that Sing, single simple song is great. It's, it, it was, so again, you have five singles released on an eight track album. Um, and so for me, I look at stand and I'm like, here are the songs. This is, this is where the great songs are. And you do get diversity. You get, you get so many different styles and genres. You get all this diversity on this album, but what you can't say about stand is that, it seems to all work together. That you can listen to it and it sounds great, but in many ways, it's why my original pick was Greatest Hits, because that's what it feels like for me sometimes listening to stand. is it just feels like you're listening to a compilation. your point into, into kind of your argument for what makes a great album this, this whole season, there's a riot going on. Feels like one album. It feels like one mood. It feels like one place. Sonically it works together. Um, It it seems to be making a statement maybe by not making, by not like you said, by, by maybe not saying much of anything really. Um, you have a great cover. Um, I mean, you, you get, there, there is a, there is a cohesive, a cohesive whole to this album that maybe you don't get on stand. And so for me, the argument really is, I think stand is the pick because of these songs. Give us, give us the argument for why there's a riot going on as the
1: pick. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of things, to think about you know when michael Washburn asked us you know what makes a great album you know and challenged us and on something that we really should have probably thought about episode one or before we started recording any episodes maybe maybe, maybe we start with the cover i would you know mm-hmm. i i think that 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 you know the cover i think it matters i i think some of the best artwork you know of the 20th century has has been on album covers you know um i really do i really i really do think the beatles album covers um some of the dylan album covers and and this one i think this is one of the great album covers of all time i have it framed on my wall you know so you know and we see it kind of come up again a little bit with the outcast uh, Stankonia kind of another kind of take on this album cover, you know, so bummed up my head a little bit. So yeah, a, a great cover an iconic cover it doesn't say slime the family stone on it. it. Doesn't say there's a riot going on um, makes a statement that you look at it and instead of being blue, it's black. Uh, the stars look different you know it, it, it's not a big difference but it, but it's a difference and it seems to be indicative of what the sound is on this record
0: and for our listeners if you haven't seen the cover of there's a riot going on it it is it is a version of an american flag where the blue is replaced by black and the stars are replaced yeah and they, look,
1: they look more like suns than stars and i think that I think i think that's what sly's intention was and yeah so yeah a great cover i think helps make a great record um but it doesn't have to i think stand is a pretty terrible album cover um treat
0: it, to be told um I, I, it, it it's it's like a lot of it's like a lot of album covers that were popular in in the psychedelic kind of night you know late late 60s era where it's just seemingly a bunch of disparate images you know all all kind of painted in one yeah yeah, yeah. kaleidoscope together with you know varying you, you know sh- shades shades of light it's it's yeah. something that, that very much has the has the feel of an acid trip to it
1: there's right going on all-time great cover Stan, not so good fresh pretty good i like that cover <laughs> i do too
0: it's uh fresh by the way is the album you know as we've been as we both have been listening to the discography of sly i think this last week fresh is the album that has grown on me the most fresh is the one that i'm like man maybe maybe fresh needs to be in 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 the consideration
1: well i was pretty mad when it left the 500 on the Rhinestone 2020 mm-hmm. just take greatest hits if you're gonna keep stand and not greatest hits down to 343 keep fresh there you know cuz fresh it, it 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 has a similar tone to there's a Riot going on but the sound is more refined so if 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 the quality of the sound is a barrier for you on there's a right going on but you dig the mood then fresh is your record mm-hmm. you know because it is it is it's the same kind of tone but it's much more Polished. refined and polished yeah um it easily number three mm-hmm. because, you know um and, and i think in, in and without
0: a doubt you and i have the same three favorite sly albums mm-hmm. it's just the order it's So mine, one and two are switched up yeah my, mine would be stand there's right going on fresh
1: so another one would, would be the songs mm-hmm. you know are these great songs now if you're making a, you know, a greatest hits album of Sly, of, of the entire career, you're probably going to have all five of the songs we've talked about on stand. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, like easily, it's like it's not even a question. Yeah. For there's a riot going on, you would for sure have Family Affair. Hmm. Like no doubt. And then it's kind of like, uh, and then Love and Hate uh, and Running Away and Brave and Strong.
0: You know, put, it, for me, it would just be Family Affair and Running Away.
1: And, and I get why you would say that. But it, and the was I named were just because they were released as singles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? But for me, it's just like, why not just put the whole thing on there? The, the whole thing is the greatest hit. You know, the album is the greatest hit. You know? <laughs>
0: And that might be the better way of thinking about it is that <laughs> as we think about music in the, in the fifties and early sixties, as we think about 45s and singles dominating Stan seems like the obvious choice. Yeah. As we think about the LP generation, there's a right going on is the choice.
1: Right. I mean, the- and this comes back to conversations that we've had before, you know, Sgt. Pepper didn't have a single. That's right. They didn't release a single for Sgt. Pepper. And meanwhile, Revolver has, you know, like Eleanor Rigby, which is one of their biggest, it has you know, Submarine on it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, when you look at, you know, other like Dylan albums, you know, like um, singles really aren't important on those you know you look at like like a rolling stone if you're gonna or uh, highway 61 or visited and you're gonna make the greatest hits you will definitely put like a rolling stone and then the other ones you're like yeah i guess you, that's a greatest hit i don't you know it's just like they're all iconic because they're mm-hmm. all on highway 61 Revisited, visited but they're not greatest hits you know and i think that's where it kind of becomes tricky because like you're looking at like okay family fair is a hit the rest of these are not hits, but they're all iconic because they appear on. There's a riot going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what what makes running away so good is, it be, is that it comes before Spaced Cowboy, or after Space Cowboy, and before uh, Thank You for Talking to Me, Africa. You know what I mean? Like you, you need, you know, these things to to all flow together. To kind of you know, once you start. Uh, taking them apart, they're 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 less effective.
2: It's the truth that the truth makes them so alive, Standing, All the things you want are real.
0: Maybe this is a maybe this is a good way to put it to you listeners if you're a fan of of sitting down putting an album on first song side a and listening straight through to the final song of side B if you take in an album as a whole then there's a riot going on is is the pick it's it's what we would recommend for you as your introduction to slide in the family stone if you're someone who is looking for two or three songs that you can put on a playlist on spotify those songs are going to come from stand and so really it's it's about how you how you consume music and i think that's what makes Any kind of list, and in in, in many ways, whether we're talking about the Rolling Stone list or any media outlet that's attempting to do the list, or even this very podcast, this is fun for you and I because we love music this much. We are obsessed about music this way. And we believe, listener, that so many of you who have been listening, and we can't thank you enough, by the way, for listening with us this whole season, but we believe that you're listening because you're also someone who obsesses about music but music is both an art and a consumable. It is something that we ingest in some form. And so the way in which you take it in also impacts what you end up valuing in the music you listen to. And so even though this is kind of going against my own, uh, my own leanings I'm, I'm tempted to say because our quest in this podcast is to determine the all time great albums, not the all time great songs. I am leaning Magaya mm-hmm. in the direction of there's a riot going on while well, also, right. while, while also acknowledging that for me, stand if i'm if i'm just putting something on to listen to and enjoy i'm going to put on stand more often than i'm going to put on there's a right going on but there's a right going on is an album and it is a great Mm -hmm. album in a way maybe that's that that stand is as well but not in the same
1: way i want to try and push you further or pull you further into my side of things on the sign, the family stone, because there are two other bits of criteria. So cover, mm-hmm. which the cover is kind of the, the last thing that matters. Like if I'm down, like if I'm going to try to have like five points, it's going to be number five. Just like, Oh, it, you know, if I'm getting it down between two albums, like, Oh, this one like just beats it because the cover's so great, you know, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, maybe not the most important thing cover the songs themselves and when you're comparing two different artists, sometimes you have to compare the artists. Mm -hmm. Like when when it comes time to rank our top 25, it's like, well, who's a more important or better artist? You know, if we're going to, if we're ranking the band next to Parliament Funkadelic, which of these two people is more important? You might want to consider the authorship. You know? Um, But and more more important than that um, two things um, i think of history and legacy you know so between stan and there's a right going on which one has more historical significance which which, which one of these was a groundbreaking record stan produced a bunch of hits producing hits is not groundbreaking producing a lot of hits like thriller did sure yeah i mean Um,
0: becoming becoming the greatest selling album of all time sure yeah Yeah. but but congrats but at this point there's right going on has sold more copies than stand has so there's right going on as even a more commercially successful album
1: right both i mean both are platinum i think well ryan might be double platinum Mm -hmm. um so I mean, I, in the, again, in my criteria, I don't, I don't even really consider commercial success. That that's that's actually like really not important to me. Um, n- none of the big star albums are commercially successful. All three, you know, are would be in my top, you know, fifty albums of all time, personally. You know. Um, so I you know thinking about like what what's what's groundbreaking you know and and there's a right going on as is, is groundbreaking the the use of the drum machines um, the the multi-track like you know uh, production process uh you know these these are groundbreaking this this is a new way for music to be produced you know it's one thing to you know there there, there are a lot of funk albums at this point but none of them are like actually funky. And I don't mean just like, Oh man, they're really slapping the bass on that one. Uh, (laughs) But just like, like what he decided to record it like this. He wanted the drums to sound like that. You know what I mean? Like there are some funky choices Mm -hmm. being made and it's not just how, you know, the bass is being played, which is funky. You know, uh, there are, Choices in terms of how this is recorded that are funky choices, you know, that, that, that make it really great. So it, it's groundbreaking and and how it's produced um, and, and, and the use of like things like the drum machine. Okay. Uh, next would be Legacy. Okay. Stand and Sly at that point of the career, obviously, you know, super influential. Um the sound of stand. I'm not sure how long that that influence went. On like the Jackson Five for sure. So but by there's a riot going on, I don't know how many acts are looking back to Stand and be like, We gotta do this. But there are people today. 50 years later who are trying to figure out how to do there's a riot going on so when i look at influence there's a riot going on as it you know and and legacy when i look at it in terms of historicity right and or history you know what which of these was actually groundbreaking there's a riot going on takes it um when it comes to the songs you can call this one a toss-up you can give it to both. That, that's a point for each of them. You know, because like the hits they're on stand are undeniable. Five out of eight, 60% of these songs are like straight up hits. And the the way that the tracks play together on There's a right going On, mm, cooked to perfection, right? Um, but when you're trying to make a greatest hits album, you might pull one, you might pull two, Hard to say because the record itself, hard to start taking the you know, stripping it for parts becomes very difficult, right? And so, then you look at things like, um, you know, <laughs> at that point it's like, okay, uh, the album cover. I'm gonna tilt it toward, you know, there's a riot going on, once more, and if I have a point system, it becomes very easy for me. You know, and then, and then the final question, I guess, because I think there would be a fifth one left because you, you don't want to have an even number. You know, uh, which which of these best represents Sly? But what's tricky about these two albums is, are we saying which one best represents Sly and the Family Stone? It would be Stand, right? If we're saying which one best represents Sly as an artist, well, it would be There's a Riot going on. You know, so you might want to give them both the point on that. You know, that, that one becomes pretty tricky. It, it, that, that's going to come down to which of those two things you, you value the most, I guess. But, you know, we went with wildflowers over like damn the torpedoes. We went Tom Petty versus Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You know, um, so that, that's not uncommon for this list for us to, to tilt that way so yeah so that that, that's kind of how i think of things and moving forward having to to then rank these 25 albums you know and and you know these are again at this point all 25 albums we agree are 25 of the absolute best albums right you know so like how do you how do you decide you know that that that's the kind of criteria that that i'm thinking of at this point when i'm when I'm having to put all of our ducks in a row, it's imperfect, you know, and and I, and I can't separate the fact that personally, I just like, there's a Right" going on more that. That's the CD I have in my car. Mm -hmm. It's the record I have framed on my wall. You know, it's the one that I'm more likely to pull out, you know, and and give it a spin, you know? So I I don't, I don't listen to Stan very much. Uh, I listen to there's a Right" going on regularly.
2: Mm -hmm. D
0: So that, that personal preference thing is where I, it's hard for us to make arguments about, because at the end of the day, I, I, I like stand more. You like there's a right going on more, but I, I think that you mentioned a good, a, a few points that are, that are well-made And in one is when you're looking at two albums that you're talking about two albums by the same artist. And if, We're only going to include one. You do want one that's going to be defining for that artist. But you also do want one that is historically significant. Um, And and you're right, there there is a historical significance to there's a right going on that Stan does not have. But before we kind of get to final conclusions and where we're coming down, let's do this because I do think it's worth mentioning how good stand is. I wonder for you, given that we've both listened into, we've both listened to the discography of Sly and the Family Stone over the last week, I want to hear your five, what what you would consider to be the five best Sly and the Family
1: Stone songs. You want me to do top five Sly songs? I feel like it's impossible for me to do. I, that's how I feel. I feel like it's impossible. <laughs> like I, I put together a, a list of fifty songs, right, um, from Sly, a fifty-song playlist that I love, and to get that down to five feels impossible. To do top five albums from ten Sly and the Family Stone's and his solo record i can do that but you know so it just it it, it, it seems so hard but I, I i have a list okay i can't claim this the best all right and the way that i made this list is is, is the only way that i know how I'm, not, I'm i'm an imperfect person and i did i just chose like a song from my five favorite Sly albums. All right. So it's going to be. All right. So. Since there's a ride going on to my favorite. Sly album. I have. Uh, and I just chose love and hate. And the reason I chose love and hate. Is just because. It's, it's the reason why I put the album on. Um, when I think about what I want to listen to. I think like. ooh, Love and hate. Like that's a good way to like get this drive going if I'm going to listen to the car or just like a good mood, a good vibe to have in, in the house, you know? So, and, and that just, that just gets it started. You know, that, that's, that's the reason to open the door to there's a riot going on. So I have love and hate on there, you know, and it makes me want to, but it makes me want to listen to, you know, the poet and like, just like a baby and, and all that stuff, you know? So, and it's just funky. It's great. You know? Uh, hmm. I'm going to switch my, my song here. I'm going to put um, number two. I uh, want to take you higher. Cause the energy is just out of control. And I, and I love the energy on that track, and then another opening track. Ooh, actually, I have a lot of opening tracks on this list. Um, uh, In Time from Fresh. It's just great. Mm-hmm. It's it's just great. Um, but that that one was kind of hard to choose from because there there are a lot of great ones to choose from 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 Fresh. And then number four, another opening track, is Underdog. From the first fly on which I think is criminally underrated.
2: Hey man, I thought it feels too expect to get a fair shake but they won't let you forget that you're an honor dog and you got to be twice as good. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're never right, they get up tight when you got too bright, or you might start thinking too much. Yeah.
1: There's a lot more like you listen to her like oh they really like Otis Redding like they're really mm-hmm. they're really on the Memphis sound
0: yeah I like that uh I cannot make it tip your heart a uh, trip to your heart um oh uh what's the one that comes up? uh, uh hate the lover
1: well, yeah feel, that sounds right
0: yeah I feel I feel like that like three run you do I feel like you 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 get that really you get this, like they're taking you through that, the tour of the Memphis sound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but it rules, you know, because, but the sly thing is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's on its way there. And also underdog has like a really great, it's, is used in a really fun way in the movie wanderlust uh, by David Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So gotta get David Wayne in there somehow. Um, and an album that I can't, that I really think is really also underrated, underappreciated. I, I struggle getting my, my my fifth one in here, but it's been stuck. The song has been stuck in my head like crazy. Um, and it's not one that I would say is a top five best Sly song, but it's been stuck in my head, so it, it just made its way onto this list. And there are a few from this album that could have made it on here, uh, but everything in you. From heard you miss me. Well, I'm back. Well, because of the way you did the list, you only
0: chose one song per per album,
1: which is what I like to do. Which
0: is which is what you like to do. So I'm, I did that with the Clash also, and I'm, so I'm I'm not I'm not faulting you for that. For me, I, I really tried to take so I really tried to look at it as the entire discography, mm-hmm. and. So I I think there's two things that I really noticed in kind of making so I ultimately made a list of my ten favorite Sly in the Family Stone songs. And of my ten favorite Sly in the Family Stone songs, only three are post nineteen seventy. So I'm I am admittedly a bigger fan of the of a bigger fan of the first phase of sly and the family stone's career but for me my five favorite sly and the family stone songs number one everyday people uh i I think it's the best song ever written or recorded by this band i think it is um without a doubt one of the maybe the top 50 greatest songs ever written uh dance to the music title track from their second album I want to take you higher. Another song from Stand, Mm -hmm. Hot Fun in the Summertime, and you can make it if you try. Another song from Stand. Gotcha. And so for me, if I'm taking if I'm taking my five favorite songs by this band, three of them come on one album. I I do have the tendency to evaluate great albums by great songs. And so, you know, whether or not they were commercial hits or, you know, top 40 billboard, you know, billboard hits is less of an issue for me. It's more around the idea of it's, it's hard for me to to pick an album as, as a favorite or as my, my opinion of the best. If I can't point to three or four tracks on that album that I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, I can't live without those tracks. And and that's and that's the only issue for me is that I I do believe in and I'm willing to concede that there's a riot going on is the best album and and rightfully should have its place on our list. So so as we close this episode, let, let's let's talk about some things. Okay. Um, we'll be back for our listeners. We'll be back next week with with a recap of season one. Um, we're going to be joined by our friends at Super Awesome Mix. They've been kind enough to put together their playlist using one song each of the 25 albums that we have included. And we want you to be back for that. But Micaiah, as we as we come to our last album added to the list, we are also coming to the end of the first season of a podcast that... Um, has been really meaningful, I think, for both of us and something we have really enjoyed. Uh, For our listeners, we both just want to say thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for going on the journey with us. Thank you for uh, yelling at your stereo or your phone or wherever you're listening to this podcast as we have gotten it wrong or as we have forgotten not just one, but many, many, many albums that you think we should have on for those of you who cannot believe that we have put, there's a right going on instead of stand. um, Please let us know how you feel. Uh, And I want to hear some support for those of you that would pick stand over. There's a right going on. I want to know that I'm not alone, Uh, but more than anything, the fact that so many of you have listened this season, uh, I think has made Makai and I both feel not alone in our Uh, obsessive fanatical love of music and albums and spending hours in record stores and trying to find uh, just, you know, just the right album or fill the the discography of an artist we love. Uh, For those of you who um, have been able to relate to us or connect with us over this season and for all of our many, many guests, uh, we just want to say a huge thank you. Um, any, any closing thoughts as we finish our last album of the year?
1: No, (laughs) no, I'll probably I'll I'll think of something for the
0: finale. There's a ride going on by sliding the family stone is our pick in our 25th pick of this season. Number one of you forgot one. We're so glad that you've been with us. Uh, let us know if we got this one right. You can reach out to us on Instagram at you Forgot one on Twitter at you Forgot one pod. And of course you can find us on our website, youforgotone.com. We leave you now with Micaiah's favorite track from there's a riot going on.